Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. In the city of Philippi, we've seen how Paul and Silas were uh, ministering to the people there, preaching the gospel uh, with Lydia and those who would listen. And we saw how there was a young woman who had a spirit of divination who was following after the men and proclaiming that they were uh, true servants of the Most High God. And Paul cast out the spirit from her and freed her from this uh, evil spirit that was um, causing her to have these uh, divinations. The people that were in charge of her were very upset as to what had happened, and so as a result, they dragged Paul and Silas before the city magistrates, and eventually they are thrown into prison. And that's where we're picking up the account from uh, Acts chapter 16 today. So we'll read from verses 25 down through verse 40 as we begin our session. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, "'Do not harm yourself!' for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took with them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. Well, we see in verse 25, Paul and Silas now are in prison. While they're in prison, uh, praying and singing hymns to God, there is a, a peace that's on display in the life of Paul and Silas here, where even in the most dire of circumstances, they're able to pray and sing praises to the Lord, uh, even while in prison. Paul and Silas were able to remain calm in this situation because of the peace that comes from knowing uh, Jesus Christ as Savior and the Spirit of God dwelling within. Paul would later write, in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 11 through 13, I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. 
I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, maybe you've heard the last part of those uh, verses before. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes we take those words out of context and use them to mean uh, different things in our own lives today. But really, in the context that Paul is writing, what he's saying is, he has learned to be content in whatever situation the Lord places him in. And here at the city of Philippi, even in prison, unjustly accused and unrighteously thrown into prison and condemned, he is able to be content and demonstrate faith and confidence in the Lord. Now, the other prisoners, we're told here in verse 25, are listening to the prayers and the hymns that are being sung. Their actions, the actions of Paul and Silas here, while they are in prison, continue to share God's love in Jesus Christ, even from the midst of the center of that cell in the prison. Now, in verse 26, the earthquake comes. We read, suddenly there was a, a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Their chains fell off. This is really a, a supernatural act of God. Uh, an earthquake would shake the foundations and may perhaps, you know, loosen the doors uh, to allow the prisoners to escape and go free. But for the very bonds on their hands, the shackles to be uh, opened up and released really demonstrates God's divine intervention, allowing them to go free. So this is another miracle that's going to testify to the message that Paul and Silas have been uh, proclaiming. All throughout the book of Acts, we've been seeing that miracles are meant to validate the message of the gospel. Miracles are not simply done for the selfish gain of those who are performing the miracle. They're always with the purpose of testifying to the truth of the gospel message. Now, after this happens, when the jailer wakes up and sees that the prison doors are open, he draws his sword. He's about to kill himself. There's a little bit of distance between what's going on here in this text and how we understand it in our world today. So at this time, the jailers who were in charge of these prisons uh, took such pride in what they did that if their prisoners would escape, they would consider it that they had failed uh, in their mandate, in their duty. And as a result of this, their lives would be uh, condemned. They'd be taken from them. So that's what's going on. The jailer realizes that uh, all the doors have been opened up. He's waking now from his sleep to find everybody's doors are opened and he assumes that the prisoners have escaped. And so in drawing his sword, he's about to take his own life because he realizes that his life is now forfeit. He's failed in his mission. Uh, but in verses 28 and following, Paul and Silas call out to him. Paul cries out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights, and rushed in, likely candles are being lit here, little oil lamps, 
to bring in to see what's going on. And it says, trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? This jailer would have seen Paul and Silas' act of staying in the prison, even though the doors were open, as their genuine love and concern for him, a Philippian jailer. And that would have spoken very powerfully to him. They didn't know him. They didn't understand his background. The only interactions that they had had so far were probably um, where he was taking them and throwing them into prison, probably not being very nice to them in what he was doing in the interactions that they were having with one another. And so for Paul and Silas to remain in the prison even after this miracle had taken place would have been a huge demonstration of the love of Christ. So the jailer is moved by their concern for him. And as a result, he brings them out of the prison and he uh, asks them, what must I do to be saved? He's falling down before them, we read in verse 29 here. The response that Paul and Silas give to him is to say, that, they, that he is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household, whoever would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we're told that they actually continue on and spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. So it's likely that the jailer um, perhaps didn't even know the gospel message at this point, but because of their actions, he is now uh, ready to hear what they have to say, and they take the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with this man and with those who are in his family and within his household, under his authority, under his jurisdiction. And as a result, the jailer uh, believes. And in verses 32 and following, uh, we see what happens. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house, and they took them the same hour of the night, and he washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. So the jailer brings them out of the prison. He washes down their wounds. Now, this is just a short little phrase that's often overlooked, but remember, they've been publicly flogged, beaten, and so for him to wash their wounds now is something they were probably in a lot of pain from this beating and were, were never being uh, relieved from this all through the time where they're in prison uh, that day. And now he cleanses them and he himself is baptized and all his household. And then in verse 34, the jailer not only does this, but he brings them into his own house and sets out food before them. This is a wonderful demonstration of how the gospel of Jesus Christ makes brothers and friends out of those who are formerly enemies with one another. This Philippian jailer would have had no concern for Paul and Silas before this. They were simply, in his eyes, criminals who had been set in his care uh, to secure them and make sure they did not escape. 
Well, now, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this Philippian jailer and Paul and Silas and the others are now brothers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're friends with one another, and he actually brings them into his own house and gives them of his own food, providing for them. Well, now we turn to verses 35 uh, through 40. But when it was day, the magistrates sent the police, saying, Let those men go. And the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. And you might think, well, that's, that's a good conclusion to this story. They're ready to go. The magistrates have changed their mind. They're allowing Paul and Silas to go free, but they want them to leave the city, so they're going to go on to the next place. Verse 37, but Paul said to them, listen, they have beaten us publicly, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison. Do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. What is Paul saying here? Well, he's saying the, the entire way that we've been treated by the magistrates and officials in the city of Philippi has been unjust. And this injustice should not go unrecognized and unchallenged. So they now, uh, through the sending of these police, want to send Paul and Silas away. And Paul responds by telling them that all of this has happened unjustly to two individuals who are Roman citizens. It was illegal for them to being treated this way. Verse 38, the police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them and they took them out and they asked them to leave the city. So the disposition of these individuals changes toward Paul and Silas. So in verse 40, they went out of the prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Now, a few quick lessons from this section. Our good works can be a doorway to sharing the gospel, just as Paul and Silas have an open opportunity to share the good news because they've stayed in the jail even after the earthquake, and the jailer believes as a result. Secondly, salvation is by God's grace through faith alone. Paul and Silas say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And third, believers in Christ should oppose injustice in the world and stand up for truth wherever we see injustice taking place. That's what Paul and Silas do here at the end of chapter 16. And so as we've looked at these lessons, now we come to the end of chapter 16 and we're going to see uh, the apostles move on to Thessalonica in our next session. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.